Eric, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Sure can. Great. Uh, this is Eric Bailey joining me for From the Other Side to preview the OU Sooners for Bedlam Week. Eric, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Yeah, no problem at all. Glad to be here. Cover OU uh, football as well as Big 12 basketball for the Tulsa World. That's correct. Uh, how long have you been working for the, the Tulsa World? Uh, I've been at Tulsa World since, uh, gosh, since 2004. Uh, covered Tulsa from 2005 to 2011 and then been on the OU beat since 2012. Okay. All right. Well, um, first, let me just see, uh, kind of give me your impression of, of OU so far this season. You know, really, uh, after week two, you thought this is a team that could win a national championship by what they did up at Ohio State and getting that win on the road. And, you know, 31-16 was the final, but I think it was more dominating than that. And you just got a, a sense that this could be a special football team. And then, really, since then, they haven't played at that level even starting with the next week against uh, Tulane, uh, with the start they had against Tulane. And of course, all their Big 12 games have been close, except for Texas Tech last week. They kind of were able to pull away. So they're not as dominant as you think to believe. But then again, as Oklahoma, fan, as Oklahoma fans probably think, uh, the potential is there uh, to be a good football team. It's just if they can put it all together. Um, we can get to the offense in a minute. Um, the defense is what everyone has talked about as the biggest problem, primary the, the secondary. What is the biggest issue with OU secondary this year? Uh, you know, it's just giving up the big play. I, mean, I really think that is. I mean, they give up a ton of long pass plays. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's funny because through the first three games, three or four games, or it might have been three games, they didn't give up a touchdown pass. And uh, they were looking well and, uh, then they started getting up big plays, big chunk plays. And then last week it was interesting, too, because uh, Texas Tech was able to run the ball in the first quarter. And, you know, the, Texas Tech was scored three first-quarter touchdowns basically by running the ball and setting up the pass. So uh, the balance really gave Oklahoma problems. But I think uh, it's just something that's been a trend the last couple of seasons. It's just past defense. It's just not consistent. And, and if there's really an Achilles heel, that's where it's been the last few seasons. Is there one player for OU secondary, though, that, that has played well uh, throughout the season? Uh, you know, you would say Parnell Motley, who is a first-year starter. Uh, he, he's uh, pretty dynamic at cornerback, and it's strange to say that because you have an all-Big 12 first-team cornerback on the other side, Jordan Thomas. But Thomas has given up some some really big plays, uh, a lot of touchdown passes this season. So I'd have to go with Parnell Motley probably as your lockdown corner. You say that, but in the same breath, he had a tough game against Texas Tech, and he's going to have to have an enormous bounce-back game for Oklahoma to have success this Saturday. Uh, as I've talked about with previous people in the past, the Texas and TCU uh, have kind of shown a style of defense that has worked well against Oklahoma State. I expect OU to try and mimic that as well. Do you think they have the uh, – the players on the defense to effectively execute that style of defense, or are they going to have to try something else? You know, I, I, that's a good question because I'm kind of curious with Oklahoma State, with the way that they're really more balanced this year than years past with the running game, especially in these last two weeks, and the way Oklahoma State has run the ball effectively at times. I think that's going to give Oklahoma the biggest issue. Uh, Oklahoma and Mike Stoops, they tend to try to make teams uh, one dimensional. And I think with the balance that, that Oklahoma State has with the run game that's really come on, with both Justice Hill and J.D. King, and, and then Mason Rudolph, of course, his ability to throw the ball, it's probably going to make Oklahoma kind of second-guess what they're going to do. So I, I, I'm really curious to see how Oklahoma 
is able to defend the Cowboys. Uh, that being said, the last two years, they've really done well against the Cowboys. But that's in part because Oklahoma's jumped out the big starts. And kind of last year, or two years ago especially, you jump to a big lead, then you make teams one-dimensional. So I think it's, a lot of this could be predicated on how the offense has success against, if the offense has success against Oklahoma State, to build a big lead and kind of make a OSU have to, have to get one-dimensional. Okay. Um, turning to the offense for a second. Obviously, we all know Baker Mayfield. He's incredibly talented. Uh, whether you love him or hate him, you have to admit the kid's a talented uh, college football player. But who else on the offense is is performing well for OU this year? Well, you know, you look at the running backs, and they really are running back by committee. Uh, for the first time since 2008, they have three different running backs who have at least 400 yards. Uh, and, and all three running backs have multiple games where they have led the team in rushing. So they're, they're really balanced with Trey Sermon, who's the leader with 487, Abdul Adams at 47, and Rodney Anderson at 410. Uh, those three guys are the big games, guy, big names at running back. And then uh, passing, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, just a, a true freshman, uh, really, really is dynamic, leads the team with six touchdown catches. Uh, he, he really was that playmaker that they needed to replace D.D. Westbrook. Now, he's just a freshman, so he's still learning, but he's really filled the role uh, quite well. And then you got Mark Andrews, the tight end, who uh, going into the season, everyone expected him to lead the team in, in receiving yards, and that's where he's at now. He's got the most catches at 36. He has the most yards at 599. So Andrews and Lamb, uh, at the, you know, are probably Baker Mayfield's uh, top targets out there. So if, let's say it's a, a third down uh, and long. Who is the guy that Mayfield's going to turn to? I really think, you know, I look at Mark Andrews. He's averaging 16 yards per catch. He's a big guy that can kind of create space. And he's athletic, too. He's deceptively athletic for his size. He's 6'5", uh, 230, 240, and he can he can really make guys miss. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb, like I said, I mean, he's a guy that can come through with the clutch catches. And a guy named Marquise Brown, a young, uh, slot receiver, is pretty fast. He's a guy that just recently is starting to pick things up, too. So I think those three guys are, are your third-down ta- uh, targets. As well as Dimitri Flowers, he's a fullback. He, you know, he's a kid that just makes plays. I mean, he, he spends most of his time blocking, but he can kind of break out. He has 19 catches this year, 290. He seems to make the timely catch. So he's a guy that defenses really have to account for all the time. Uh, you talked about Andrews, Lamb, Baddett, and uh, looking at the OU's receivers and tight ends, they've got six different people. There's six different players who have caught a touchdown pass for 40 yards or more. Everyone knows OSU's done a great job of the big touchdown plays. Um, how is OU able to also um, do such a good job completing these big uh, touchdown passes? You know, I really think it's a, it's a product of Lincoln Riley's offense, but plus it's Baker Mayfield. He really is efficient. Just like Oklahoma State fans are used to seeing Mason Rudolph throw perfect passes. That's kind of how Baker is. I mean, leads the nation in passing efficiency. I think he's at 195. Uh, 23 touchdown passes, only three interceptions all year. Uh, and, and he, he knows that, you know, to, he he really does well finding the open receiver and, and making those big plays. Uh, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, it could be extended by his feet, too, because his traveling ability allows guys to break free also, and uh, he doesn't put the ball in harm's way. So I just think it's part Mayfield, part these receivers getting open, 
uh, and Lincoln Riley's offense. It, it's been a success. This is the third straight year he's called plays, and they've really been successful with Riley. Uh, speaking of Riley, his first season as the head coach, uh, what are the biggest differences you have seen so far between uh, the Bob Stoops era and, and Riley's first season? You know, that's the thing. With, with him coming in and already being in the system for two years, there wasn't a lot of change. and There really wasn't a lot of time to make a lot of change because he was hired in June and the season started, you know, a couple months later. So I, I think for the offense, uh, this, this has been big for him to have him in place because they know what he expects. Uh, I think personally as a coach, Lincoln is learning how to deal with being the CEO of an entire program, you know, different things, the media obligations, uh, working with Mike Stoops in the defense. I think he's learned that. Uh, but the offense, I think uh, it was so successful over those past two years before he got promoted that I think that's really helped this year in what they've been able to do in moving the football. So, uh, obviously, uh, Gundy's had limited success against OU uh, during his time in charge of the Cowboys. My big question, especially having this year, has been whether or not the issue was was Gundy always calling conservatives because it was OU on the other side or because he was facing Bob Stoops. Do you expect to see a more aggressive Oklahoma State team this year, or do you expect to see something more like we've seen in the past? You know, I think if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you'd love to see them be more aggressive. I mean, you look at all the weapons that they have, and, you know, I talked about Hill and King, uh, you know, and Rudolph. They, they just set things up for, for, for the wide receivers. I mean, man, it, it's amazing with Washington and Aitman and McCleskey, all those guys. There's so many weapons on offense. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, I bet anything you just hope uh, be aggressive. Uh, they, they've seen what the conservative route has given them over the past couple of years. Uh, there's no reason to be conservative in this game, uh, especially since you're playing at home. That's something else. You can feed off the atmosphere, too. So I think Oklahoma State fans would probably want them to be more aggressive. And, and you know what? That, that would probably would put Oklahoma on their heels a little bit. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game's a shootout just because both offenses know they're going to have to outscore the other team. Uh, so, you know, if, if Oklahoma State can be aggressive early and set the tone, I think that would be important for the Cowboys. I don't want you to give anything away. You're going to have to say for the paper later, but do you do you have a prediction for this game? You know, kind of leaning toward Oklahoma, just simply because of the success they've had in these type of games. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Oklahoma State. I really do. I'm just so impressed with what they've done over there, especially this year with all those veterans on that team. But I think Oklahoma's played in these big games before, and they really play better when the, their backs are against the wall. I mean, it's very rare for them to be an underdog. They're an underdog going into this game. Uh, Baker Mayfield has not lost in an opposing stadium. He's 12-0 and in two road games. He seems to play his best on the road when, the, when he has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so I'm kind of leaning toward Oklahoma right now, but not not nothing like last year or, you know, not not a double-digit win by any means. I think it's going to be a close game. Oklahoma's played in close games. Four of their five Big 12 games have been uh, one-possession wins. So I, I really think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be an exciting game. But, you know, right now, middle of the week, I'm leaning toward Oklahoma. All right, Eric. Well, are you headed to the game this weekend? Heading out there, yeah. I'm going out there. Leaving, uh, I'm glad it's 3 o'clock. I'm glad it's not an 11 a.m. game. It's been nice. It was a primetime <laughs> game. I think primetime would have been great for everybody, uh, just for the fans and everything. But, you know, 3 o'clock, not bad. It sounds like it's going to be perfect weather, too, so I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I think we're all glad it's not 11 a.m. and I'm a little surprised it's 3 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. But we'll, well, that's we'll take anything that's not a morning kickoff. 
Well, that's the thing that surprised me out of everything was FS1. I mean, golly, this is this is this could be on the big boss. I mean, I don't know what this, the broadcast deal is or anything, but I really think this game should have been on a, a big network. It's deserving of it, especially the game day will be there too, so that'll make up for some of it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting to have game day there in Stillwater. <laughs> uh, well, Eric, uh, enjoy the game this Saturday, and uh, thanks for talking to me today. All right. Well, hey, no problem at all, and uh, anytime, okay? Thank you very much, sir.